This is a podcast about failure. With me, Lola Berry, author, nutritionist, and yoga teacher. Join me as we get to know these guests and learn about how their failures have ultimately shaped their dreams. Welcome to Fearlessly Failing with Lola Berry. Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the first ever season or series or let's just be honest, it's the first ever podcast I've ever done. My name is Lola Berry and I just wanted to give you a little intro for this first podcast because I recorded it with my boyfriend, Matt, who is the first ever guest and he we didn't expect that we'd want to release it but it felt very open, vulnerable, and he has some really, really powerful gems in there that I think would be a shame not to share with you. So we decided to release this episode, uh, but I realised quickly I said to Matt, I was like, oh, I don't think they even know you're my boyfriend. So to preface this this interview, this podcast, um, the first guest is Matt Sofo, incredible talented music producer, musician himself, writer, artist, uh, also incredible boyfriend. So we've been dating for nine months now. (laughs) I don't know how long it'll be when this comes out, but uh, I really hope you enjoy it and I hope that you get to see a little bit of his heart that I'm lucky enough that I see all the time. So enjoy. Happy episode one. Practice. We're doing test. Is this, this the test? This is a podcast test number one. Can we sing a riff? Totally stolen. Could do something like this. Welcome to <laughs> <laughs> Facing Fear with Lola Berry. Lola Berry. Yeah. Oh. We can do porno sounds. If you want. Uh, Okay, so we're just doing a... um, This is a test run. A test run podcast. So Matt Sofo... Hello. ...is my first ever guest on this show and he's doing the one thing that annoys me so much about him. He's got so many wonderful qualities but he... My loud swallowing. He swallows so loud, like no other human being that I've met. I'm pretty sure everyone swallows. Like, I can, I, I can hear that. Can you hear that? Yeah, I can hear that. I don't know if you can hear it in the mics, but he's like literally the, should win Guinness Book of Work record for the world's loudest <laughs> swallower. And, and in the movies, he'll crunch the chippy right at the quiet <laughs> moment of the movie. That's not my fault. I can't predict what's coming up in the movie. Yeah, well, we can read a scenario, can't we? I just like to smash chips the whole way through. Yeah, and his real fave is popcorn though, isn't it? Yeah, it's my fave. So this is a good start. This is a good start to the first podcast. So um, the theme for those people tuning in that haven't listened to this podcast before is actually failure, which seems like quite a weird topic considering Mm. we want to be like inspired by podcasts and empowered and to gain something from them. And I think with the movement of Instagram and social media, it's all about highlights. It's all about like showing your best, 
showing your best side. And mm-hmm. the aim of this is like we don't really talk about the failures and yet the failure is like kind of like what makes us. And yeah. so we're kind of this podcast is really about celebrating failures. Yes. Wonderful. Is that why you took a big breath inside? <laughs> I was like, I wonder what's next. Really? Yeah. So <clears throat> as you are my first official guest, yes. Matt Sofo. Yes. Um, first of all, little taste about you, like what do you do? Number one. I am a music producer. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that mean? Does that mean you just like work on a keyboard or? Uh, pretty much. <laughs> oh, I thought I was going to say something wrong so you could. <laughs> I think people don't understand that music producers like how full on your job is. Like you are yeah. the glue, right? Yeah, we are kind of like the glue. Like um, I mean like there's more to what I do than just produce music. Like I'm a writer and writer and artist and producer all in one, um, but I probably like tell people I'm like a producer just to kind of as like a blanket like statement. Why? Um, I think that's probably just like the easiest one. Or is it, of, or is it that you don't want to own how awesome you are and that you are an artist? Yeah, probably all of that, definitely. Um, but what did you say? What does a producer do? Yeah, so it's the like a song doesn't exist yeah. without a music producer, correct? Yeah, so yeah, you can you can write a song and all that kind of stuff, um, and you know you can you know even to some degree like record a song, but like what a producer would do would bring all of those parts together and all of those elements together and turn that into like basically like a great record, um, and also like a lot of what I do in production is adding writing and adding extra parts and all that kind of stuff. So it does involve some element of writing. I think traditionally like a a producer's role would just be a guy that would sit like up the back in the studio and just be like, yep, that was good or that was crap or like why don't you try this but like wasn't really a hands-on kind of like role. Um, But I think that that kind of like changed like somewhere where when, uh, what's that sound? I don't know, just keep rolling. You're Um, so good at this. You're, I think you that should be I, my first. Well, this is why I'm a like producer. I'm like, what's that background noise <laughs> going on? Um, I'm like, maybe I should turn the preamp down a little bit. Um, I've lost my train of thought. Yeah, so I think, uh, yeah, traditionally that role was like someone else's role, but then now it all became a bit of an all-encompassing. Like you're an engineer, you're a writer, you're a producer, you're an artist. Like it just became like your own role, um, and the amount of people involved in records just became less and less. Um, so, yeah, so a lot of what my job and what I do is outside of like writing my own music and being an artist and all that kind of stuff is to write and produce records for other people. So they'll come in with an idea or a vibe or even sometimes a song and then I'll take that from basically just an idea to a finished product. Can you say I am an artist? Uh, yeah. I, I think it's a bit, definitely a little bit harder to say I'm an artist. Can you say it and mean it to me right uh, now? I'm an artist. <laughs> Not without without kind of like downplaying it and and awkwardly coughing straight after. No, I like uh, oh um no yeah no I I definitely like can admit that I'm an artist like I've obviously done so say a, it I'm an artist um nice and uh, yeah I've definitely put out a lot of records like under my own name like Matt Sofo and a lot of under Pony um, Pony other aliases Wildfire um and obviously like. Had a lot of. Where like, did the name Wildfire come from? Um, I don't know. I think it just popped into my head one day, and I was like, "I'm going to drink again." Oh, he's about I'm to have ready. some tea, guys. If you're listening, he's having a little sip. Yeah, 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> Loudest. Um, I did put my throat to the uh, microphone there that time though. That's how it sounds for me all the time. Um, one thing I want to share that I don't think anyone yeah. would know about you because I haven't, I, I say it to people like if we're hanging out with someone. Yeah. Do you remember what you told me on the first night we met? We met on Bumble, first of all. Yeah, didn't we? Did. Didn't yeah. we? <laughs> and um, you were having dinner with your friends at Neptune in Melbourne yeah. and they were DJing. One of them was DJing. Uh, yeah, one of them was DJing at, at 161. At a nightclub. So 161 is like a pretty big nightclub in Melbourne. And you were like, come along. I'd just literally been to like infrared sauna and hyperbaric yep. chamber. I look like the wreck of the Hesperus. In fact, I look the exact same way right you now. You do actually. Because it's very reminiscent. just come from the sauna. Are you going to add in that you made me wait two hours? Oh, that's right. I was so nervous. I was so nervous that I made him wait two hours and he said... I can tell you're anxious. It's okay. We'll have a safe word <laughs> and you just tell me the safe word and I'll pop you into an Uber straight away. And I yeah. was like, this guy's funny. P.S. do you want to share what our safe word is? Pineapples. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, but the thing that you told me and and um, I think sometimes like you don't even realise, one, I don't think Matt realises how talented he is. He's kind of one of those like dark horse really like Almost like brooding over talented and doesn't brooding. Well, you're brooding. Come on, <laughs> you've got those big eyes <laughs> and dark complexion. I call him the Italian stallion, Thank don't you. I? Um, but he said he wanted to. His goal would be to produce like massive pop records, like yeah. Taylor Swift style, yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. So I think you do downplay yourself. Yeah, um, I think I think that that's probably like. I don't know, I don't think I've ever been like a person that really like like will like talk myself up. I've always wanted like my work to speak volumes instead of me like I've always hated those people, like they've always annoyed me like my whole life. Am I like those people? No no, not at all. Um I think the people that have like have really annoyed me are the ones that like made a lot of like a hoo ha and then just like didn't follow through with like any product. A hoo-ha. So, yeah, hoo-ha. <laughs> um, so I think I think that that kind of made me um, not like kind of be so anti that and don't make any hoo-ha and just like show instead of tell. Um, I, I totally get that. But then like we literally live our careers almost pole opposite. Like I will yeah. share to Instagram and be like, yo, guys, I'm shitting myself. I'm yeah. doing acting school and I'll share it with everyone. Whereas you wouldn't do that. You'd go, you'd do the yeah. work, you'd yeah. say quiet about it and then you'd randomly pop up in a TV show. Like, yeah. no, 100%. You and I are very different. Like yeah. we're doing a business together, which I've, will be out by the time people hear yeah. this. Yeah, they would. I feel like people like a pre-announcement before the actual like announcement sometimes. Here's my take. Take people on your journey, the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah. Just be real. And that's yeah. – so the whole premise of this podcast is how has a failure shaped you, potentially yeah. for the better or worse. Yeah. So uh, career-wise, what would you say has been like one of the like big kahunas of, of, as far as failure or is it getting like dicked over in the industry or is it uh, being taken for a ride, uh, dating all, a monkey, like what is all, it? All of the above. I think I've done one of everything. Um, I think music industry in particular, like like failures that have shaped me. Mm. Um, yeah, definitely like working with a few of the wrong people. Um, that's been massive. Um, definitely been in like where kind of like, you know, like you 
sign to labels or you start working with like a publisher or like, um, you know, you sign to some like local label or an international label or like whatever it is. Um, or you even produce a record for someone and just like it all just turns to shit. Do people and blow smoke up your ass? Like, yeah, we're going to do this great thing. Absolutely. It's going to be freaking awesome. Yeah. Da, yeah. Da, da. yeah, when I first started, absolutely. Like I would sit in meetings and I'm like, yeah, so do this for you and do that for you. And it's like literally they just don't follow through with like any of it. Um, I think like I came to realise like very early on that unless you kind of made it work for yourself, like they're not going to do anything. Like they're essentially just able to only... You like know, it's like, agents and stuff. Yeah, agents and stuff like that. So like, you know, like, like I've had booking agents and I've travelled and like, you know, had heaps of gigs and all that kind they're of facilitators. stuff. They're, they're facilitators. They're facilitators, yeah. But unless like they're, they're only facilitating what you really kind of like. So it's like if you're not out there making a name for yourself and doing like releasing music, like they're not doing anything for you. You know, they literally just don't have that capacity where like when they're signing you, they're like, yeah, we can get you here and get you there. But it's like the reality is like they can't unless you are putting out like big records. And I've even had like big records that, you know, have done really well in the ARIA charts, but then that didn't like exactly translate to a lot of touring or a lot of traveling at the time. So fascinating. What about personally? Like is there any failures that have shaped you like quite personally? I think... um I think personally, I think working with people that I thought were my friends, um, but then realizing that just how much they're just in it for themselves, um, you know, that I was like a meal ticket or I, you know, um, just, yeah, for their own like financial gain and stuff like that. And even in situations where, you know, I've like produced for artists and that artist has worked with other producers and then um, before they worked with me and then other producers coming back into the scene and going, actually, hold on, we've got contracts with this person like you owe us 20% of the thing and um like that so was that was everyone actually, wants a piece of the pie yeah and in that everyone wants a, a real piece of the pie and it's like unless you really know your rights and what you've actually signed and contracts between people like it does get messy and I've had messy situations um but I've always like kind of been the bigger person in in all the situations but I definitely like think that I've like lost out in a few situations where I've made it kind of go away instead of like fighting the fight to like the bitter end. How do you think that you handle these failures? Um, massive learning curves for me. Um, I like there's probably like countless like situations. You, know, you, get, you get one of each, you know, you get one of each like situation that um, really kind of shapes um, your next decision that you made, like working with certain labels like that I would never work with again or working with certain artists or singers or producers that I would never work with again. Um, so, yeah, there's been heaps of situations like that. But, yeah, I think definitely like more is like working with people that you think are your friends and you just realise that they're not. So what's a value, like what would you say is a cornerstone value that you have that has got you through failing? Um, what do you mean? Like so... Um, I know, I know. I thought I was leading you to the answer that I thought I'd get. So for you, I know that respect is very important. Yeah, respect is a big thing. Yeah. And so, is there a, a value that has got you through? Like, say, for example, you sign with some, you sign with some artists, and they're like, yeah. "Oh my god, I'm going to work with you. We're going to create this yeah. banger. It's going to yeah. go nuts. It's going to be chart buster. Blah blah blah. We're going to yeah. make a gazillion dollars." Neck, and you do the hard work. Neck minute, they're producing with someone else, and they yeah. bring it out under another. Yeah. I'm sure this happens. Does this happen yeah, in your industry? Yeah, happens, yeah. Um, what is your value? Like how do you stay clear? Because it's very easy to get down and bogged yeah, down in uh, that. Yeah, yeah, definitely like comes down to like, like respect and respecting each other. 
Um, I also like respect like our industry and like really like believe in our industry and want want the most in it um, and really like want it to last like forever, you know, and I want the next generation to last. So I don't really don't want these people like coming in and fucking everything up. It's like there's people there that just really just want to make a quick buck or just fuck whatever like these people have built even before I kind of started and it's like I value that and I have a lot of respect for that. So I want to see that continue. Yeah. Mm, nice. And you dropped the first F-bomb on the oh, show. Sorry. Congratulations. Are, are, we doing, are we doing F-bombs? Oh, fuck it. Let's do it, yeah. shall we? Um, I, I like I, so I like that you're sharing about failure, but I want to know like when it's kind of rocked you and you've been like, fuck, shit yeah. has hit the fan yeah. and you've kind of had to face the music, whether yeah. you're at fault or not at fault or has it been when you've got, have you got too stuck in the party days and, you know, yeah. I, I kind of want like um, – I want you to give me more. I want you to be more Specific. vulnerable. No, no, no. Uh, it doesn't even be like, oh, this label think, and this I person. Think, no, but. yeah, I think I think that my I think my biggest failures were. Um, I remember when, I think for me, I think it was around like 2012, 2013, kind of even twenty fourteen, coming into those kind of years, where I had like a really big record and it did really really well in the RA charts, and then. Um, you know, had been like licensed to like three or four like different film commercials and stuff like that. And and that's where the big bucks is, correct? Yeah, a lot of like syncing and stuff like that. But what, Explain um, what a sync is. Sync is just getting a, like um, basically your music is used on a TV commercial. Yeah, a TV commercial or any kind of commercial these days, you know. Um, and um, I think listening to people around me and not trusting my gut, like especially like having like one probably one specific friend that – you know, everyone has like that one kind of friend or person on the periphery that doesn't really fucking know what they're doing, but they always speak the loudest and they speak the most to make them sound the most important, like they do know what they're talking mm-hmm. about. And I kind of like, you know, like um, kind of bought, I kind of bought into that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe he does know what he's talking about. Like, And I think that like that kind of lead me to put out like records at the wrong time and like not in a – in an order that I probably would have. Um, so timing's important with Timing's music. important and also like, you know, your follow-up records, like what your follow-up record sounds like and does it sound the same? Does it sound different? Are you like taking your audience on a complete different journey or are you staying on a course that your audience wants to hear for the next like two or three records and then you can hit them with something different? Um, so, yeah, that was probably my first like biggest failure, I think like allowing other people's influence over me when I really should have trusted my gut. Um, there's been countless other ones, but even as you know, as little as like two years ago, like literally signing a deal for a new project um, and then just feeling sick as soon as I signed it going, uh, this is not going to end well. That's the worst feeling, yeah. right? It's like your intuition is like kicking yeah, you like in the straight, guts like and you're away. like, what am I doing? Yeah. How'd you get out of it? Um, yeah, currently still in it. <laughs> oh, okay. Sore spot, sore yeah. spot. No, not, not, no, not even a sore spot. I think it's just like I learned very quick. I was like don't um, like trust what you feel before you sign it, not just because it sounds good but, you know, or just don't jump into something because you don't have a better offer at the time. Like a better offer will come or another option will come. So yeah. do you believe in intuition? Absolutely, yeah. And do you use it apart from uh, this scenario? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I would say like. Did you use it when you met me? Oh yes, <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> We're totally um, going to release this one day. Do you reckon? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, do I use my intuition? Yeah, I do. Um, I think probably like I think you're actually kinder. Matt's much, I'm a bit more cutthroat with my intuition. If someone feels like a dingo, I'm like, you're done. I will walk away. I won't, I used to be fiery when I was younger. I'd like have it out. Now I'll get a feeling that I'm, for me, my thing is I can't stand takers. Yeah, neither. And you're very good at pulling me up on on not overgiving. But it just... You you intuit you know when you meet someone they either make you feel alive and like anything is possible yeah. or they make you feel like they are literally taking everything they can get from you and you know like I actually met someone this morning and they asked me a question and I was like oh you're taking as much information from me as yeah. humanly possible right now at my expense yeah and I could feel it yeah and straight after I spoke to somebody different yeah. I was in a like social situation and. Their energy was so much more neutral, yeah. and they actually genuinely gave a shit about what I was yeah. saying, and you can feel it. And it 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 takes time to believe that, yeah. like, and to really kind of like have your own back. Yeah. And a, a good mate of mine, Kemi, says she's an amazing motivational speaker, and she always says your intuition is ninety eight to ninety nine percent bang on. Yeah, yeah, it is. I agree. I think on that as well, though, there, there is two different scenarios there that I always kind of um, think about where, um, you know me, like I cut people like pretty easily. Um, do to all the <laughs> listeners out there, um, do not ever wrong Matt Sofo. He will literally cut you out of his life. I, although it's a Virgo trait, it's a yeah, male no, Virgo it trait. Yeah. This is, can we uh, just own that as a Virgo? For people listening about. 100%. I believe it, I'm a Virgo too. We're two yeah. days apart. I'm two days older. Yeah. Cougar. Yeah, you're a cougar. Um, but it's, I don't think female Virgos do it as. To the extent I've dated a, yeah. a male Virgo before and I have never spoken a yeah. word. I've run into him accidentally. Yeah. You're the same. Yeah, yeah. Buster. Yeah. No, I know. I and I suppose I famously say, like, I'll cut a bitch, no probs. Oh, that's Matt's <laughs> that's Matt's favorite line. Cut a bitch, no probs. Yeah. But the thing is, like, I'll give someone a chance and I'll give someone every opportunity um until it doesn't feel right. And then um I just literally can't be around them or can't work with them or can't do it because I feel physi- like physically ill. Um, and I think that 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 like that energy exchange doesn't sit well with me, um, so that's why I do like cut people like that. Um, the other thing, like, that I was going to touch on is yes, like sometimes there is like a, a weird en- energy exchange where someone is kind of like, you know, they come up and ask you like so many questions or really want to pick your brain and. I'll take those scenarios one of two ways. One where I'll be like, this person just really wants to absorb everything from me and I'm like so happy to do that. But I'm not happy when they're like literally just taking everything from me to use for themselves and not acknowledge that they got that from me, you, you know, do. or that I'm, I helped them or I, you know, oh, yeah, me- but get me- used mentor to that. that like you, situation. You're in the industry of, of that. Of course, yeah, no, of course. But you need to know that like I've watched that many dickheads yeah. in the media world because that's part of my job. Yeah. Um, literally like, oh, it's like, cla- and not every, please quick, know that not everyone is like this, but MasterChef people, they'll yeah. come off, they'll think they're really famous or reality stars. Yeah, we, we know a few. <laughs> well, there's some good ones. There's some really good ones out there too. But it, um, and 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 I think that reality fame makes yeah. for that real takey. Like yeah. I'm just going to run with this. I've got a hundred thousand Instagram followers. Yeah. I'm going to do all these things and make all this money, and I'm famous yeah. now. And it's just like 
reality check. You're not going to be famous in a yeah, year and a half's exactly. time. And it, I find it a bit horrible when I felt like definitely I've been taken yeah. for a ride. But I feel that pretty quick. If I know someone's in it for the fame game, yeah. um, I'll, I'll, you've Absolutely. seen me. I cut a yeah. bitch no probs now. Yeah, no, you do. And, like, we see that all the time, like, even with our jobs. like and You and I are in know, the industries mu- of it. Music and, like, even, like, Instagram models and health world stuff. Like, it literally, it's all the same. Um, and Matt's way nicer than me. I'll be yeah. like... No, they'll be like, "Can you do this talk for free?" And yeah. I'll never pay you. And yeah. but uh, you can Instagram me. Yeah, um, I literally am so good now. I respond with, "I need to put food on the table." Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm the, I get the same. I'm like, "Can you do this for exposure?" And it's like, I don't fucking pay my bills with exposure dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You totally. Um, There's one more thing I wanted to ask you about. You've been such a champ during my first <laughs> ever podcast, and I do. I'm going to fight you to make sure that this really? does get released it's one day. It's a very short one. We've only been going for about 22 minutes. Well, hang on. This question could be a long-winded <laughs> one. I want to know if you're comfortable talking about anxiety. Yeah, absolutely. So when you and I met, yeah. it triggered yeah. something. They say real love can do that. Do you reckon? <laughs> well, I'm telling myself that. Explain to me. So, um, you suffer from from anxiety. Yeah, I get anxiety. And can you explain how that physically manifests for you and how it looks and feels? Um, so, physical manifestations um, for me, it is. Look, it has changed throughout my life, um, where it has manifested in different ways. Where, like, I think, like, when you're a little bit younger. It kind of more, well, for me, I should say, it manifested a bit more in the, you know, I feel sick in the stomach. I think I'm going to like maybe like vomit or like, you know, I'm going to like. When you're like a school kid. Yeah, yeah. You know, or like even like young adult, or I feel a little bit sick in the stomach or, you know. What, like when what, you're nervous and have to run when you're the ner- bathroom. Yeah. You know, I got to yeah. go do a nervous pee or maybe I feel like I'm going to shit my pants. Or, <laughs> we <laughs> so, love talking about pee and no, heels. No, no, I don't. I you do. do. <laughs> uh, so I think that, that that was maybe an earlier manifestation mm-hmm. of like, you know, oh, what is this feeling like? You know, and I would, you know, like you, you can play like 100,000 gigs and I think that like I would still probably have that some feeling of like nerves or anxiety or whatever it was like. I think there's a before. beautiful feeling for that. There that, is. That's there, like, is, there is a very, there is a difference. I get that at acting school every week. Yeah. I'm like so stressed and nervous yeah. and anxious and I'm like, oh, and I either I'm running to the bathroom yeah. or I'm eating more. Yeah. Like so, it's one yeah. of two things. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the eating as well. Like, yeah, some people do that or, or don't Matt eat at all. Matt is lean AF, by the way. Yeah, I am very lean. <laughs> Svelte. Svelte. Uh, so that was my probably earliest manifestation. Mm-hmm. of feeling anxious uh, and then probably two years ago was the first time that I had a proper panic attack. Uh, this is before Coachella? Yeah, yeah, it was in the morning before I went to Coachella and I was kind of like the whole like leading into like the whole trip, like I was just probably not in a in a good headspace and I was quite, um, I was definitely like quite like Nervous, anxious, worked up, not calm, like such such like a barrage of like real different like feelings and emotions we, and stuff like can that. Can we add in you're also trying to quit smoking at the same time? Yeah. Well, okay, so that, that and actually- And you're a pack a day. Yeah, yeah. So that actually came as well because um, that was a different anxiety <laughs> because um, I the thought of flying for 14 hours and not smoking was like- my biggest Paralyzing. was massive fear. Yeah, I was like, "What if?" I like, I, I just didn't know. Sitting there with like cravings for, and believe me, I'd gone like fourteen hours no smoking, like 
so many times in life and it's really not a problem. Like it's so doable. But when you build it up in your head for yeah. so long <laughs> leading into like, it you know. It becomes long, bigger than men The thing is like I've, I've gone to Europe like, you know, a few times as well and that's like, you know, you're not smoking for like a whole 24 hours or something like that. But for some reason this whole situation just seemed a lot worse than it was. No, um, not to overshare, but do you believe yeah. that you were in a situation where you maybe weren't that supported? Yeah, 100%. I definitely think, yeah, I was definitely in like, you're referring to my last relationship. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you what I'm... Uh, anyway. <laughs> what were you going to say? Yeah. Say what you were going to say. No, I was like, you love touching on that. Like, you like to ask little questions, which no, is fine. I think it's, it's like, important to share what's real. Absolutely. This is about failing. Absolutely. And I think... Um, that experience for you would yeah. have been very beautiful in some ways, but in yeah, other ways that it would have felt yuck. Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, I suppose like going back to like that America thing. So, yeah, I was not in a good headspace like really leading into it. And, yeah, the quitting like smoking or cutting down and, you know, like going, crap, can I go on a 14-hour flight or whatever it was. Um, so that all really did lead into that like into that anxiety and, you know, um, and and so just to show when you met me, yeah, um, we had our first like mm, sexy weekend away. Oh, Am I allowed to say yeah. that? Oh. <laughs> and it, it happened at lunch the next day. Yeah, we were in a public. Yeah, yeah. And I had never experienced it with with you before. Before yeah. that, and it was like shortness of breath, felt yeah. sick, yeah. So couldn't that, eat anything, yeah. and you would get a cough. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that was like because it was so hard to breathe, correct? Yeah, yeah. So if I let out a bit of a cough or something like that or I clear my throat, that's like a like definitely like a physical manifestation of and like I'll do it. Like I'll probably listen back to this and I'm going, Matt, you fucking coughed. Like I love that you have though, because you know? that shows me that yeah. you're being honest and open and vulnerable. And, and it's uncomfortable being vulnerable. So I love is. that. Yeah. But you know, a little bit of that is like, are you nervous or are you anxious? And it's like you maybe you might cough because you're a bit nervous, but you know, and then not not be anxious or have anxiety or have yeah. a panic attack. But then it might be like an early warning sign that you are kind of going into like a a panic or a fear. But like just going back though, like I actually didn't have a panic attack between America and then that weekend with you. So, so I'm the trigger. Lola's the trigger. Yeah. So and I think I think it was like both like, you know, also like big build up of like stress and change and all those kinds of things that happens in your life and you don't realise like that you haven't really dealt with things. But I think like also like that weekend with you, like that was a bit of a confronting weekend as well. Sexy times, you mean? Sex, <laughs> sexy times weekend. <laughs> but like, you know, I think few as well, like not realising, um, probably at the time, but you know, like we had. We, you told me that's the first time I farted in front of you, didn't you? Yeah, you were asleep. <laughs> um, Shit. That's no, fine. I was so embarrassed at the start. Now you cannot stop me. Yeah, no, I can't. But like, <laughs> I've dated enough girls to like <laughs> know that we're know not that, unicorns like, and we do fart. Yeah, girls fart. <laughs> yeah. Um, they do all of that. Um, so, anyone listening? Girls they, do fart. They fart. What's yeah. that awesome thing you told me about PDD? Uh, <laughs> he said that. Um, he said if. if uh, he goes, girls fart. He goes, if a girl lies about, no, if a girl doesn't fart, if a girl says they don't fart, they're lying, right? And he's like, if a girl can lie about not farting, what else they're lying about? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I think, I think that's pretty totally. good. You know, I dated someone that never farted in front of me and I was yeah. like, is there something wrong with your bowels? 
Because it's a very natural, healthy so thing to funny. do. Yeah, I know. But anyway, in your sleep, I don't think you could have controlled that anyway. So you definitely got a free pass. Thank you. Um, but um, we digressed. From- Sorry. <laughs> no, so we, that weekend yeah, you were so saying there was a build-up. It was like, like a, our it, first time was, together yeah. properly, all that kind definitely of Definitely as well. And, but like also like we've been like, I didn't like, I think to like, Every, like everyone around us that knew us, like they didn't know that we were like seeing each other. Um, so, and also that was basically our first weekend that like, although fucking Instagram is great, um, oh, you know. I put it on my stories. It was the first weekend that we put it on our stories and like, yeah, okay, like, you know, my two and a half thousand, but your 120,000 and like, you know, my view count on like my Instagram basically like was like tenfold that weekend and as well, my inbox like was full of messages and my phone was full of messages. Literally being like, <laughs> are you dating Lola Berry? So this is where I, because I never see myself yeah. as anything other yeah. than a goober, really. Yeah, that follow- you are though. That's- yeah, <clears throat> I am the world's biggest goober, but I don't see like this whole like famey side, mm. can I use that word, to me doesn't feel real. So, yeah. And it was probably quite insensitive of me to expect to that I could share our little waterfall hikes yeah. and Look, romance I loved, dinners. I love that you shared it. Like I wouldn't change it or anything like that. And But, <clears throat> excuse me, that was a real cough, by the way. Not a, That's all right. This is good. This is um, vulnerable. I expect you to have a little yeah, feelings. Of, I think that, um, I think for me as well, I probably didn't like... Like, you know, not like comparing like exes or like whatever, but it's like, you know, that was a, like, you know, I dated a girl that had like 10,000 followers that like, you know, there really wasn't much like impact like that would follow through from me. But like you are in, you're in like a much more public kind of eye and have kind of like. This is going to sound like a really wanker thing to say, yeah. but I don't feel like I am. I feel like when I share something on Insta, my yeah. rule is be real. Yeah, so and I don't. You are. F- but uh, thank you. But I don't feel yeah. like I'm any bigger than anyone no. else, or have no. more of a following than anyone yeah. else. I just think I'm Lola. I'm doing this thing as of long course. as I'm doing what I love and being real. Hopefully, that's going to inspire yeah. people. Yeah, and but it I does. can. But but I can understand how for you. That would be confronting to have all these randoms, and like yeah. like you said, you have dated someone with a following before, so all her friends are going to yeah. be checking your page and writing yeah. to you, and and they did interrogating yeah. you. Yeah. And I don't think that I really took that. That was probably yeah. selfish of me to not yeah. take that into consideration. Yeah. I don't think that either of us really realised it. I didn't think that we were like, just having fun in yeah, Olinda. We just, had a, we just had a great weekend. I didn't think that we actually like. Matt you know, built a fire. I did build a fire. There's a photo somewhere. Yeah. Um, I've got the, there's a dog underneath the Oh, my goodness. The, um, can you hear that? Billy. It, that banging is this beautiful <laughs> golden retriever, Billy's tail. Um, so And he's obsessed with Matt. I'm going to say it on air. Yeah, but, or is this air? Yeah I, yeah, I think you can say air. It's like a. On the know, podcast. On the, on the pod. On the potty. Um, <laughs> um, Billy likes you more yeah, than he me. Does. He definitely. I'm a bit too. I'm like, out of the kitchen, Billy. I've been raised. Yeah. My dad's a vet. Yeah. I've been raised by animals. Animals do not belong in you. Bed yeah. or in the kitchen? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, don't I think. Agree. Yeah, yeah, not on. But the you're bed. more lenient than me. I don't me. want that like dog butt on my pillow. That's how you get pink eye. Oh Surely. my god, Matt. Um, so okay, just to um, I think oh, just yeah. yeah, going back, I just like I don't think that any of us realised, and I don't think that I knew that I would have reacted like that. Um, and I don't, I didn't know like that I would probably get a little bit panicky or anxious about like 
the whole situation. But also, like when I met you, you like I didn't, I didn't put you on a pedestal that you were like a bit more in the public eye or anything like. You didn't that. even know what I did, did you? I like I probably like heard your name around. Oh you know, God. But, um, you know, I like I probably heard your name around, but I didn't like. Obviously, I don't really like take notice of. Um, like he definitely more, didn't pump my tires up. Put it that way. Yeah, but I don't pump anyone's tires no, up. No, I take I take people. I'm like your job and what you do is like one part, and like who you are as a person is like what totally. I what I look at like in a person, and I that's can, all I really like focus on. Um, can I ask you um, to share then when you did have the panic attacks and you realised yeah. that you were going through anxiety? Yeah. Um, which was then impacting yeah. your mood and yeah. making you feel down and yeah. sad, which yeah. is completely understandable. Yeah. What? How did you deal with that, and how did you treat that? Because um, I don't think I think people are now trying to shine a light on mental health, but I don't absolutely. think that they're making it okay to go and get help. Yeah, you got to go get help. You like if it if you keep having panic attacks or you are literally feeling crippled by it. Um, it is very, very hard to do it on your own. And literally as, as great as like your parents are and your friends are and all that kind of stuff and like even your girlfriend, no offence. Um, I'm taken. I think like, what you're saying is perfect. Like they really just are not equipped to help you. And we're biased. Uh, exactly. <laughs> and they're biased. Your family's biased. And your friends are always going to be like, yeah, you'll be fine and all that kind of stuff. Go seek help. Um, so for me, my first two things was straight back to my therapist um, to be able to start like kind of working through what was going on. Which you'd on. gone through, uh, not recently, but you'd gone through to help through the breakup, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. so like I'm, a, I'm also a big believer of therapy. Um, Same, we bonded. I remember on a like second date I was like, Oh, thank you. Matt's yeah. getting me my tea so I can make swallowing noises too. Put your throat to the microphone. Okay, hang on. Oh, this okay, is this is what Matt sounds like. Just got to put your throat up to the mic. Do it. Yeah, see? That's see how Matt. Loud? No, that's how loud I it know, was. I accentuated it. No, you didn't. Yes. That's how you swallow. No, it's not. I'm quiet as a little mouse. Um. Anyway, so um, I, yes, I saw my therapist for yeah. uh, after my last breakup. Yeah. I went back to my therapist and I was like, look, this is the situation. Um, I don't want any basically like lingering um, problems. I don't want anything to like affect me later in life. I want to get really clear on like the whole breakup. I want to be clear on like the whole situation. Um, you also don't want regret. Yeah, I don't want like regrets. I don't want anything like that. <clears throat> I just want the situation. Anxiety cough, I love it. No, that was like, no, nah, who knows. I love like. it. I love it. I think it's yeah. fucking awesome. So, yeah, so I definitely went and I just like really just, I talked everything out and I was like, cool, got really fucking clear on everything. Also, I, um, you know, I kind of gave myself that like three months. I was like, just give yourself this gift of like oh, three months of healing. Here we of, go. Here's Matt's sabbatical. No yeah. sex. Yeah. So no punani. No punani. No yeah. drugs, no alcohol. Um, there was a bit of drugs and alcohol. Oh, was there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, definitely. I thought you went clean, clean, no, clean. No, 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 no. I, um, oh, no, actually. You went clean, boss. I went pretty clean, yeah. Because no. you went to Byron Bay, you like reset. 
God. No, no, you're right. No, no, you're right. Sorry, I'm messing up. You you had drugs on your birthday before you met me. Okay, thank you for telling everyone that. (laughs) Uh, Because I'm not a big drug user. That's why we're having this conversation. No drug drug user at all. No, but I used to be a DJ. Everyone knows I used to party. I used to be a DJ when I was like 19 years old and I had a lot of fun then. Yeah, look, I've never been like, I've never actually been a big partier anyway in my whole life. I've, Matt, we don't lie here. We know you've been no, a DJ. Like, and that's, I, I, like, have that, you done that, drugs? Yes, of course. But like, it's a misconception that like I always did drugs. I was actually like quite like anti drugs for like a long time. Like I saw like, but you had a fun park time, of correct? course. Yeah, absolutely, yes. absolutely. But like you know, I, I'd also seen the very shit parts of. Oh, yeah. Of people around me, like you know, using drugs and even alcohol to a massive extent, mm. um, and them fucking their lives up. But um, yeah, I did a big clean. I did that three months clean, and then yeah, no sugar. And then I yeah, in there no sugar, no partying. I was in Byron and um, all that kind of stuff. And then I did go off the rails for a little, a little. Um, oh, when I met him, he had three girls on the scene. <laughs> I don't think you meant yesterday, it. Though. Yesterday we were sitting in his car and we were waiting uh, for our business not. partner <laughs> <laughs> and I gave him a smooch in the car and we were waiting out the front of Rob's house and who we're bringing this Lola coffee out with which will be out by the time that this comes out so it's fine to say. And I said to Matt, I just looked at him and I thought it was a throwaway line because I've never had sex with anyone in my, in my new car. <laughs> I know you're going to pull me up on that. In my new car, I haven't. And I said, have you had sex with anyone in this car? And he just went silent. And then I was like, oh, oh, I can hear that feedback sound, I think boss. I think it's the phone's me. Your phone. Um, and I could, and he, look, he's 60 people he's had sex with in that car. No, come I on. I hope your no, parents no, listen to this. No, not people. You said times. Oh, sorry, times Don't you've like, boned in the car 60 yeah, times. Yeah, but I've also had girlfriends and I've had like stuff like that in the past. Like, of course, like. A bit of beach shit, sex here shit and there. happens like, shit happens, <laughs> you never know where it happens sometimes. You are a very right? in the moment soul, which I do love about you. Yeah. I do like, love you, even yeah. though I'm throwing you under the bus a little <laughs> you bit. Might, I think we should interview you next for the next half an hour. Well, we can interview me, but I do want, um, I just, I, I do want to really like in all go, seriousness. Yeah, go back. Let's go back to the um, anxiety stuff and what I did and like all that. Because on stuff. our second date, I told you I have a therapist, and you were like, yeah. "Oh, that's such a turn on." Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, the way that I look at it is that you know we spend, you know, we spend so much time. And we, we've said this to each other, like we both agree on it. Like we spend time on our hair and getting fit and doing yoga and doing Pilates and wearing nice clothes. Matt and doing famously it. says, "Do you want to touch my Pilates eggs?" Yeah. Touch my glutes. And his glutes. He'll always um, like, go on, touch him. You know, we spend so much time like really like refining every physical part of ourselves, but we the least time that we spend on ourselves is is on our mind. Yeah. Um, and for me, you know, I want to be kind of like the best version of myself and be the most creative and, you know, whatever it is. So, yeah, I, I love the fact that you worked on yourself. Um, oh, and still I loved, do. Yeah, and I still do as well. Like. We've got a big um, shoot coming up next week yeah, and I'm absolutely. shitting myself yeah. and all my old stuff's coming up. Thank God I've got my therapist, yeah. Terry, tomorrow. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, you know, they, they're going to help you when you find the right one. They're going to help you get clear on certain situations and scenarios. Like, they're going to help you come to whatever's, I heard you swallow. Yeah, yeah, I realised my face just yeah. dropped as soon as I swallowed <laughs> in the mic. I was like, shit. Um, they're, like, a therapist is definitely going to help you. Um, whatever issue it is, like I got so many friends that are seeing therapists for such different 
Um, well, you need it for life. Sorry, yeah. but like, I it's like gym for your brain. Like, you do Absolutely. you do need it for life. But um, another thing to mention is like, you changed therapists. You also tried hypno. I did, yeah, like, I've done hypno. Um, also to mention, um, thanks to you, I have a wonderful naturopath. Oh, Jad, so, shout out to Jad Patrick, Jad Patrick, the best naturopath in the world. He is actually like just incredible. I think Matt likes him um, more than me. Sometimes I do. I love and I love picking his brain because I love all that you know, like. Brain, We've got to get love, Jad on for brain, an anxiety topic because yeah, he's so passionate about mindfulness. He's yeah. a naturopath, nutritionist, well, and he, counselor. Yeah, he introduced me to mindfulness. So up until yeah, we meditate together now. Yeah, up until then, I had been meditating anyway, but I'd been more meditating on like on breath, um, a lot on breath, but a lot of like visual, visualization stuff, and you know all that kind of like. Guide that kind of guided meditation vibes. Yeah. Where um, Jad introduced me to like the more mindfulness stuff. So getting actually a little bit more in tune with what you're feeling and what you're thinking, um, which is what I ended up kind of having a bit of a problem with. Um, I wasn't as kind of in tune with what I was feeling or what I was thinking. And I didn't really understand what I was, why I was having like the anxiety or why it didn't go away or why it was just continuing. Um, so that massively helped me. Um, and Jad, just helped me so much with like getting me on like certain supplements and even though as healthy as I was, um, also being with you makes me a little bit extra healthy. Do you reckon? Yeah, definitely. But like I think for mental health, we just don't realise that um, like, you know, what you put into your body is the number one thing that is um, is going to help you. Um, and if you do feel anxiety, the first thing to do is literally like – just clean up everything in your life. Eat good foods. Eat happy foods. Go out, get fresh air. Go like, go for a walk. Go exercise. Forest bathing. Go forest breathing. Literally, like, watch a funny movie. Sit with your loved ones. Like, just get out of you your. You and own. I have an obsession with Will Ferrell too, don't yeah, we? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's got. Um, he's just. He's the, the best. Comedic ge- the comic genius. Just yeah. watch Anchorman, and yeah. you will be happy. But that said. I think also know that it takes time to find the right therapist for you and always give it four sessions. Yeah, I would would say even more. Really? Even like six sessions. Yeah. Yeah, or maybe four. If you you get a bad vibe straight away, then just fuck it off. Like don't even bother. Um, I always give it two because the first one's horrible because you're just like offloading. You're literally pretty much crying and basically sharing. Well, this for me, I was just sharing. I I went for heartbreak and I was like, I'm so sad. And I I think you just sat there with the tissues and then like I think that, hey, he said like a few few weeks later is just like, are we going to be silly and sad today yeah. or are we going to man up? And I was yeah. like, oh, shit. See, yeah, I was I was the complete opposite. Like I went in there going, fuck, I haven't cried once. I was like, what's wrong with oh, me? I you're was quite like, a crier too. Like yeah, you've like, got it in you. On, on, like I definitely like feel emotions and things like that. But, um, you know, I, I walked into the sessions and being like, why the fuck am I not? Why are you talking away from the mic? I was boss? just checking the thing. I was like, I haven't cried once. Like do I not feel any emotion? Am I not – Sad about this, she goes. You've just just means you've done the right thing, you know. You've oh, you've, yeah, you've, you've kind of like come out of a situation. It's like I was so scared of like being sad or being depressed and all that kind of stuff. But I just got so clear on myself that I just didn't feel any of that sadness or depression or anything like that. I was like, this was you know, this was the right thing to happen. You don't need to cry. Like even though it's fine to cry, I was like, I had nothing in me. I had nothing to cry out. Like I was completely fine, you know. And but I also meant almost needed confirmation of like, why am I not crying? Why am I not feeling this like deep sadness? 
but you know, I think there was also a bit of like a maturity that kind of came with my on my path of that. So yeah. would you say like a failure, whether it be like a failed relationship yeah. or we were talking about the career stuff, but this yeah. thing that has been a, a a key player in kind of like activating anxiety within you has been yeah. a gift in the big picture? Yeah, definitely. I think like any sort of like I think that there's there is such a nice side to having some of the anxiety and stuff like that because I think that my creativity and you know, kind of the way that I am and like my heart and the way that I I feel and the way that I interact and relate to other people. I think that's it's all intertwined into the anxiety part and what I feel. Um, I think that the only thing is that you can, if you work on it and you really want to, you can manage the the anxiety part of it. But I don't think it's ever something that really goes away. I think it's just innately something that's part of you, like part of your soul that will every now and again, it will bubble over and you'll just be like, fuck this, I just need a break or you just have a panic attack and that's your body being like, you need a bit of a break or just like stop or walk away from a situation. At acting school, the teacher calls anxiety like nerves yeah. before an audition or something. Yeah. He's like, it is like having a, being apprehensive about yeah. the unknown. Yeah, and I know for me, all of Absolutely. my like eating stuff, all of yeah. my like so uh, like worry sits around like, but what if? What if someone expects me to do yeah. this? What if I have to do this thing? What if it doesn't yeah. go right? What if it doesn't look right? What if I'm not yeah. good enough? Blah blah. It's all this what ifs of yeah. all this shit that doesn't even happen. Yeah, exactly. None of it happens. You, like you know, like I, I had like a couple of panic attacks. And I'm like, fuck, I think I'm going to die, you know? And, but it was literally because, like, I just wasn't breathing properly. And, like, you know, there, there's also like this misconception of, like, you know, when people having panic attacks, they're like, their chest is like constricting. And this is what I had to learn. I was like, fuck, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Like, why can I not breathe? And it's like, Matt, you're holding your breath instead of actually just like breathing out and like slowing down. But in the moment, you literally think that your lungs just cannot take air in and 90% of the time it's literally like you're just not breathing. You got to just breathe out and take slow, deep breaths. You know, so like my anxiety would turn into fear and then that like, you know, say anxiety of the unknown and then fear of the unknown and then fear of a panic attack and then you'd have a panic attack and then suddenly your fear isn't like actually about not being able to breathe because you're in a panic attack. You know, so it literally every step of the way leads into each other. So you got to at some point break the cycle of mm. having anxiety and actually just get out of your own way and be like, just fucking try take a deep breath or try and meditate or like do something like that. Yeah. You've just come up to my favourite word that I, oh, I really wanted to theme the podcast this, but uh, it, it's very similar to um, the concept of talking about failure, yeah. but it, it's number layer. Yeah. And I remember we shared this word, word yeah. I shared it with you when we started dating. So it's an Indigenous Australian word and yeah. it's a number layer means to live free of fear. Yeah. And I think if we can strive to live that way. Yeah. And and on that note, what's one like parting message or gift that you, if you could give any of the people listening out there, yeah. you know, whether it be they're a creative and have yeah. this dream that no one else can see but them yeah. or, you know, they're in a situation where they are feeling a bit lost, what would yeah. your advice be? Matt, Matt just swallowed. Yeah, I didn't think they heard that one. I that, did. I think it's a hard one. Um, there's so much advice I'd want to give. First of all, just start. I think that like every single day we put something off that we're afraid of. Um, 
you know, or we're, we're worried about or whatever, you literally just got to start. So whether it is like learning an instrument or trying to like write music or like something like that, just start, like get up and do it. You have to do it. If you didn't ever start, you're never going to actually have a finished product. The next thing I would, the next thing would be like finish it. So like don't start your next thing until you actually finish something. So it doesn't matter if you never put the song out or like, you know, no one ever hears it, get into the routine of finishing what you start. Um, a lot of people never will like, you know, I know so many great like, you know, writers, producers, musicians, all that kind of stuff. People that I reckon are like far more talented than I am um, that literally just don't finish anything because they're on to the next thing or it's never good enough or whatever. It's like it never will be fucking good enough. You never like, you know, there's like a saying, like you never really like finish a piece of music. You just abandon it at some point. You know, and you just got to be okay with letting it go at some point. And I think that's why a lot of people come to me because I just fucking finish it. I'm just like, it's done. I'm just like, if it feels good, leave it. Um, so just, yeah, so start and then finish, I think. I love that. Yeah. Um, at acting school, they said strive yeah. not to be perfect. Yeah, yeah. I think perfection, they, yeah. they say perfection is the enemy of the creative. Because you're like, it's not done. It's, I remember writing Absolutely. books. I wouldn't send manuscripts off yeah. and I'd be like obsessing over one sentence yeah. or thinking that if I give it just another read, I'll find yeah. something new. And, of course, I would find something new. But yeah. I think that you put it so beautifully where you just abandon it and you let yeah. it go. Just and let it be. Yeah, and, and let it have a life of its own. So that That's the my, like my biggest problem I have with like labels and like not all of them but, you know, like certain marketing and labels, blah, 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 whatever. But you know, they always kind of want you to be something, you know, or they can only relate to what they know, but just create and let it be what it wants to be. Just like let it grow. You know, it's like you wouldn't like plant a seed and then like expect it to like be a fucking like mango tree instead of a fucking rose bush, you know. I was going to say dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> or a dinosaur or whatever. It's just like, yeah, like like create and let it be. Like, But I'm guilty of that where I've overworked things but I've always hated it when I've overworked something. But, you know, like most people, you know, they, they can only paint pictures from the colours of the rainbow, but like creatives, it's like we literally will make the colours up ourselves, you know. Yeah, I so, love that. Yeah, so like don't don't let them, don't let other people kind of like dictate what you do and, you know. I just love, they, I love start and finish. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I think I realise that everyone else has like their own limitations, like, you know, in music don't, you know, we set our own limitations, so set your limitations pretty fucking far away from what you can do. Yeah, like you know? I just love, I love, I'm going to use this just start yeah. and finish it. Yeah, I think with just starting as well, like, um, and I like definitely am so guilty of this and sometimes I, I still do it where I'm like, oh, you know, I'll start when I can like afford like the new plug-in or the new guitar or the new piece of equipment or like my music will be good enough you know, when I can afford this or when I can do that or when I learn that, it's like it never it never works. Like the greatest songs are written like, you know, on a, on a crappy guitar, a whim, you yeah. know, or like the best records were like produced on like stock plugins on, on a computer program. Like everyone, you can make a work of art from literally like nothing, 
even this podcast today, Matt said, I'm coming over this afternoon. I was like, I was like, Bosso, I'm tired. You stay home and work. We'll do it another day. And you were like, nah, no. we're doing the podcast. Yep. And this was just meant to be a practice trial, but I'm going to push to release it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to push to release it. And um, I don't know uh, how it works with sponsors yeah. and stuff. I'm sure we'll insert ads and top and tail it with a beautiful like maybe intro and outro. Maybe there's no sponsors on this one. Maybe it's just Sponsored it is. by uh, Lola Coffee. Oh, yeah, Lola Your Coffee. morning coffee. Tell us quickly about Lola Coffee. Lola Coffee? Um, well, it kind of came from like all of us. So three know? of us. So Rob. So, yeah. Is your one of your best mates? Yeah, Rob's one of my close friends. He's a bit of a, I don't know what, he, what scallywag. Is Rob? oh, Rob's he's like too a, nice to be a scallywag. He's so nice. He's literally like a. He's just a business fucking genius. But so kind. I find him so inspiring. We'll be packing the yeah. coffee, and he'll be literally on phone calls yeah, talking like about investing. Yeah, he's got like eight fucking businesses going at the one yeah, time. Good plus human. Like everything. Yeah, he's great. But he's he's always got time. Um, Lola Coffee is. We love coffee, but also you introduced me to Lion's Mane. Medicinal mushroom um, yeah, that works on the brain. Mane, yeah. And, you know, like even when I started taking it, I was like, shit, this is helping with like, excuse me, um, like my focus, my anxiety and like all those, all those, all those kinds like, of things. We call it like the healthy limitless, don't we? Yeah. And it kind of like started to feel like that. And then started, I mixed it with like, you know, mixing it with coffee and your morning coffee. And I was like, God, this is good. And then we we literally just had lunch, all three of us. And we're like, let's fucking do it. Like, yeah. let's pack it and let's pack it and sell it. So, and we've we've and the other thing is often instant coffee isn't made that well and it doesn't yeah. taste great. You call it piss water, correct? Yeah, it's piss water. And like, you know, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like it's got other cucker in it. So totally anti molding agents, anti caking agents. Yeah. So ours is we've got specialty Brazilian and Colombian coffee. Yeah, that's correct. And we've had it. Uh, Dehydrated or freeze dried? It's freeze dried. Freeze dried, yeah. and the extraction is so low, which yeah. means it costs an f bomb to make. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, if you get like something from the supermarket, say that's like a cheaper brand that we all know, yeah. the extraction's very high, which makes yeah. the quality not so good and it yeah. tastes not so good. Whereas yeah. this tastes. Yeah, they also don't use like specialty grade like coffee and stuff. This is specialty grade coffee. You know, just like whatever coffee is the cheapest for them. So, and then we have been this first round. We have hand mixed in medicinal lion's mane. That's Billy's tail (laughs) wagging in the background. Matt's obsessed with Billy. I think he's obsessed with you too. I think he is because I've been giving. Oh my god! All I can see across the table is this golden retriever head come up on Matt's lap. Very cute. He is very cute. He knows he gets nothing from me. I, only because he, I don't like when dogs come around you when you're eating. He's yeah, very gorgeous though. No, he looks like right. a teddy bear. So, yeah, yeah, we've been working on that. It's a nice little like side project. But so you've been can busy be as well. Me. You've had so much going on. Oh, my God. Are you trying to interview oh, me right now? So I was about to do the outro. You're going to do the outro. Go. You've been uh, busy though. Like, ask me something. In your whole, like the last, like since I've known you, I think that maybe like that first like month or two was like the quietest time of your whole like year. And then yeah. you've just been flat out like traveling and like doing events and speaking and all that kind of stuff. And you've I, traveled far more than I have for this whole that, year. That's part of my job to travel. I don't know. Again, I'm really yeah. shit at taking compliments and yeah. um, believing I even have yeah. a success. I yeah. don't even like that word that much. Yeah. Um, but what, it, what yeah. even is success? Like, nah. can't really like quantify. It's not like nah. a set amount of money. It's not a set amount of like fucking aria records. Like, you know, every I time like throw I the have, word out. you know, happiness. I can, yeah, I I can't even like really be happy over like my little successes sometimes. 
It's no, no. I think um, to to answer your question really quickly is taking a break from book writing. So we've done 10 books, taking a little break from that. A lot of people asking, when's the next book? Um, I know what I want to write. I know when I want to write it. And I know that I need the time in between. between. Yes, which is where we are now. We're bringing Lola Coffee out. Yeah. I'm loving acting school. Like <laughs> it's so like not to do with my career or and it's it just like lights me up and it, yeah. I get really tired before I go and I'm like, boss, yeah. I'm really tired. I'm nervous. Yeah, you're a grump when you're tired. Yeah, I'm very <laughs> and um and I come out at like eleven PM and I'm like, that yeah. was the best thing yeah. ever. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid and I'm yeah. loving it. I mean, it. like you ne- you never regret like that's the thing, like you never regret when you just jump. Yeah, you know, as much as like those fears and all those yeah. kinds of things, you re- like you really just don't regret like. Nah, you learn any of that. so much, yeah. and so I'm loving acting. So I'm about to advance yoga teacher training. Oh hey 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 hey! Are you going to practice? Are you, am I going to be yeah. my guinea pig? Yeah, of course. And then what else am I doing, boss? Oh, I do have travel coming yeah, up, so I do travel. a lot of speaking gigs and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I just kind of. Roll with it at the moment because yeah. um, I think I'm really excited to see how the how the coffee the Lola coffee comes to life, which could well be sold out by the time this podcast comes to life. So hopefully we'll be Fucking in. Hope so. Hopefully we'll be in round two of bringing yeah. it out because yeah, it course. is a freaking delicious like coffee and yeah. it's medicinal and it tastes good and it's healthy and it's there is so much integrity to this brand. Yeah, it's. Freaking cool! Yeah. Um, I thought this was meant to be about me, not about coffee. Oh, sorry. Oh, okay, you asked me. me. You no, asked I'm me joking. about me. Thank you. Um, and thank you so much for being a guinea pig and being okay. on here today. Um, the only theme that we had, the only kind of like planning we had, was that it would be about failure because I'm yeah. so fascinated by failure because I think we spend too much time celebrating yeah. f- fake success, Absolutely. which is a crock of shit. Yeah. Um, and I think that the failure is this, it's like um, this is another thing I learned from acting school, dare to fail, yeah. like be messy, Absolutely. mess it up, muck it up, no that's one, where you no grow. No one fucking cares. No, everyone's so caught up in their own world yeah. anyway. Like, And I taught a yoga class this afternoon and I said, like, who cares if you can get into a pretzel yeah. shape or not? Yeah. Give it a shot. Fall out of the pose. Yeah, like you'll catch yourself. Yeah, and I and I tell people this in yoga, and a lot of people. Um, I don't. I didn't like hearing it the first time I heard it, but the way we show up on our mat is often a reflection of yeah. the way we are outside. And it's yeah. like, if you're not giving your best in the pose or giving it a red hot crack, yeah. and you're kind of just going medium, well, you're probably That's only going medium life. out there. Yeah. Why not give it a shot? Fail. Get back up. Like the reality is, you'll probably catch yourself if you fall. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. why your your two points I yeah. love. Just start, just finish something, back yourself yeah. and just like, yeah, dare yeah. to fail. I, I think as well, like I, I think I was definitely like a lot worried about, you know, people judging me if I failed. So then I wouldn't start something because people would judge me for failing. But literally, no one actually gives a flying fuck if you fail. Everyone just forgets about it. Like even if you put music out or a product or whatever it is, just just fucking do it because that one thing might set you apart from everyone else and might make you a million dollars or might make you successful. Like even Rob, like Rob's one of our like partners, but like as successful as Rob is, he's had as many failures. 
Oh, and boss, the whole reason why this is about failure is because I've had more fails yeah. than successes. Yeah. And I love them all. Yeah, you because only, you only they need one success. No, but it's not I'm not worried about getting you and I a bit different with career wise. You you're like, I'll throw enough shit at the wall and yeah. something's gonna stick. Whereas I'm like, give me the failure. Yeah. I want it. Like I'm actually looking for fucking up because yeah. I know that I can learn from learn that something. and go, Oh my god, I stuffed up that thing, but yeah. I just learned like that. Like I remember and I won't delve too much in this, but I bought out a diet plan with yeah. a really controversial name. Yeah. It was about myself. Yeah. And I just binged and my business partner at the time said, what are we going to call this diet plan? Yeah. And I said, I'd love to call it Stop Being a Fat Bitch because that's yeah. how I feel right now. And he's like, we need to shine a light on the way women speak themselves, which is why it became that and it had a subtitle, it changed your internal dialogue, changed yeah. your life and nobody saw the subtitle and everybody was like hating on me. Around. Hey, well, no, like I'm glad that it was that. I I wouldn't change it. I would change hurting people because I know people got hurt by it. But I loved it because it taught me that even the people that is seemingly my community, my tribe, whatever you want to call it, all the people that follow me, my tribe. I'm glad you don't use that. I know. I don't. I never use it, but. Um, no one had my back. Yeah. Like no one no had one my back. back. And yet. other health influencers used it to put me down and put bolts themselves up. And it was a big awakening to know that no one really has your back. Not yeah. too many people do and especially not in the social media, the media or the Instagram world. Yeah. And so the whole reason why I love that experience so much, and I would say it would be one of the – turning points of my career because I stopped relying on other people's uh, validation of myself. So that's why this podcast exists because failure is so important and it is something to be celebrated. I love it. I can't wait to listen to more episodes. Thanks for joining, Matt Sofo. Thank you. We'll do links to your Spotify and your (laughs) SoundCloud. Yeah. Is that right? Yes. And um, we can listen to your new music and Pony and... All your amazing stuff. I'm sure you have more wildfire out by now. Thank you. Love you. Love you too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm making him so uncomfortable. I love it. Bye, boss. Bye-bye. Bye.